0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes, and my name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary, and as always, we're not priests, we're not theologians,
1: we're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. And again, we are blessed. We have an in-person guest. I always like in-person guests. Not that I don't like digital guests, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I really there's something like. special about having a tangible <laughs> yes. person in the room, right? <laughs> yes, and we have. So we have. Leo, I'm going to mess up your last name, Leo. Phone second. That's, That's right. Perfect. That's right. You got it. Yes. You're, you're not you Italian, it. but
0: you got that little Italian. You I, do that with yeah, your hand yeah, like you that. Got it it with hand. that. It works out. It helped me. Um,
1: so, fellow digital creator on Instagram for the Catholic World, uh, musician, just jack of all trades. So, thank you so much for being on our show. We can't wait to dive into this conversation. We got. We had a lot of off-camera. Talk outside. It's one of those things where we're like, why are we not? I was let's like, dude, science like, stop. We're wasting good <laughs>
0: podcast material. So let's bring it into the podcast room and let's put this on camera. That's right. That's right.
2: right. So thanks for joining us, Leo. Welcome. You know, thank you for inviting me. This is cool. We're like just 20 minutes away. Yeah. You know, I, so. I thought
0: you were up further in LA. Nope. You know, we'd seen each other at, at Religious Ed Congress a, a few years back and we, more of like acquaintances, but we, we reconnected. Uh, just only a couple weeks ago, yeah. you're starting a podcast. Podcast, yes. And so, Leo invited me on his show, and this is a funny story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we did we did an
0: episode of it was really going to be episode one of your podcast, yeah, number one. And so, I'm super grateful uh, to be a part of that. It was it was.
2: Thank you for being it, there. That
0: podcast was fire. Yeah,
2: it was the first one.
0: The first one. So, <laughs> I feel so much better because we've had some mistakes. Remember when Gia was on the show, We I forgot to hit record. First 15 minutes. First 15 minutes, gone. And I looked down no at the phone and I was like, um, guys, stop, we're not recording. So, <laughs> she just goes, you're joking, right? It's like, <laughs> nope. Can't get those 15 minutes back. Uh, but so like, okay, I was embarrassed because I sent my video and my audio to you and I was like, dude, I totally botched the video. The focus is all wrong, I'm embarrassed by it. And then you were like, uh, Don't worry about it. it like, yeah, I was like,
2: no, nah, man, my audio did not record, like, not one bit. <laughs> I only had my camera audio, but it was horrible because the camera was, like, so far. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I couldn't. And then you told me, just mix it, you know, try to fix it. There was no way to, it was work. way too far. <laughs> I was like, oh, The man.
0: irony is that, like, most of what we talked about was, like, how good of the good of production that both of us do (laughs) and like how we're like guys you got to step up your production for your churches and do it right we're not saying we're the best but like we do a pretty good job and then both of us mess up and like podcast in the trash and i think
1: but that's i think that's the gamble with with having such a high level of production is there's also a high level of technical difficulties that you could possibly have but you know that shouldn't stop anybody from striving for that high quality of content uh that 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 you guys produce i'm i just talk on our show. Ryan does all the quality. (laughs) Well, I
2: mean, I I think more than that, man, it's just, um, sometimes you got to do it three or four times just to get it right. And some people just don't want to do that second, third or fourth time if it needs to be done.
0: They give up because it's like, just "Just a little too hard. no,
2: you know, it's like, I'm not even getting paid for this or whatever. I mean, sometimes they don't even take pride in what they do. So, you know, I've, I've done a couple, you know, my videos that took me like a whole week to get it done just because when i ran it back i was like no that sucked it's not good yeah enough, it's not right? good enough i'm not okay with it i'm not gonna watch it again so it's just not good enough
0: right and it's that dedication and so many people you know i, I saw like a stat on, on what it takes to truly be great in anything and so many people are almost there like they they get so far and all they needed to do was take you know those extra three steps but that's when it got really hard, and they decided, mm, no, this is unattainable, this is unreachable, and they give up. And if they only saw all they, they would—it was right there in, in, in within an arm's reach.
2: Yeah, you know? you know, it's just that extra effort, you know, just to make it work. Right. Any on anything. I'm, and we're not just talking about production, but on anything, you know, sure. from church. You know, choir, you know, youth ministers, like whatever, that extra effort makes a huge
1: difference.
0: You right. Know? Absolutely. So we put in the extra effort, and the next week we redid the entire podcast and. Well, you no one will ever hear that first one. I'm telling you, it was fire, you guys. It was so good. Uh, oh, but I feel so like this. Funny. I feel like the the one we redid was pretty good too. So hopefully, yeah, it was
2: really good. Um, it was a little bit more structure. That's that was the difference. Yeah, the second one was had a little bit more structure. The first one, we just went all out and we said whatever we had to say. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. I
1: maybe, mean, I maybe know. it was God going like, calm it down, boys. Yeah, calm like, it down. calm yeah. it down <laughs> a little
2: bit, you know. But I mean, again. You know, um, one of the things I was telling Ryan at that moment is like, you know, this is my first time doing this. So I got to learn from you guys. I got to learn from people that already do it. It's not the same thing as just putting the camera up and just doing it myself. Yeah. For me, you know, for the audience. This is conversation, specific conversations on topics that are important, you know. So sometimes even trying to drive the conversation is hard enough. You know, it's super
1: hard absolutely because
2: you get so sidetracked with so many things you're like oh yeah well let me tell you about it <laughs> <was> well, like <laughs> well, yeah,
1: we had an episode just uh we filmed just last night we had an episode where we were supposed to be talking about scripture and we somehow started talking about pirates of the caribbean and it was like how did we get here how did <laughs> I, we get here i, I love it though <laughs> i love those moments i live for those moments uh speaking of being completely derailed so we're supposed to ask our guests <laughs> so this is this, two we're right on, we are right on schedule for <laughs> asking our
0: first question uh,
1: so we ask our guests this question every. Single single time any guess is it's what is the craziest wackiest thing that's ever happened to you during mass it was actually recently to be honest
2: and um i'm a perfectionist when it comes down to music right i'm a music director and uh, i'm really tough on my people you know and um it was like maybe like three sundays four sundays ago and um The cantor, my cantor, she said, you know what? I can't do this. You know, something happened at work. I have to stay, you know, quarantine, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, all right, don't worry. I'm not a singer. I could make it work, but I, I teach how to sing, but I'm not a singer. And I always told people that. So it was just the guitar player myself doing it, right? So I'm going at it. Next thing you know, on the Gloria, there's this guy behind me singing out loud, like just going at it, right? God bless those people in, in yes, the congregation. But that's <laughs> but, only that's only when they know the lyrics. Oh no. So, I'm actually singing next thing you know, I'm singing what he's singing. And it's entirely wrong. Wrong notes too? N- <laughs> everything. It was everything. I'm go- I'm like I had to stop because that wasn't the verse. So, I went with him on the verse and it wasn't a I, I don't know where. Was he to, like
0: kind of close? Because the glory to God. If you speak the glory to God, it's sometimes difficult because like nobody. It's rare that you actually just speak it instead of singing it. But I mess up the words all the time right now. My church is. But yeah, but is I've been
2: I, honestly, I've been doing the same mass setting, the actual mass setting for the past ten years. So it's like y'all should know this right now. Yeah, I didn't even have music in front. Of it. I don't need it. Yeah, but I just went with it, <laughs> and <laughs> sure, I'm like, oh, and then just the, the priest. Subconsciously, yeah, and then the priest just looked at me like, and I was like, oh. Oh man, that was so embarrassing. And, and the whole
0: congregation probably didn't know what to do. It like derailed right. the whole. But the, the, whole the moment. no,
2: but the thing is that the funny was, the part was that the people actually made it work. Like they're the ones that corrected oh, me wow. during the you know the the song. So I was like, okay, but everybody saw that I messed up. Yeah, you know, and they were just like some of them were like laughing, you know, because I'm always saying I'm a perfectionist. This yeah. has to be done right, right. all the time. So embarrassed. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Like just in that little moment, but which it happens. But <laughs> one of the things that I always teach, you know, to musicians or singers is like, look, if you mess up, continue. Don't stop. Oh yeah, yeah. that was Absolutely. the number one thing I did. I stopped. Oh okay. And the congregation continued to sing, and I'm like. You just stood there first. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "All right." Did you have to like find your place and then? <laughs> yeah, I had to again? go sure. in uh, uh, after the verse, after the third verse. I was right. like, "All right, let's go." You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was so bad. <laughs>
0: well, we talked about that on your podcast. <laughs> is like you are not, you're not experienced in singing. That's not what you normally do, and so it it threw you off because you didn't have the muscle memory down, and you right. might have been thinking about or or experiencing other things, and you weren't just able to like to totally focus on it so that so bro in the back singing super loud was able to throw you off. Yeah, right?
1: you know,
2: I mean, I'm a I'm a person that um I learn everything. Even though I read music, I do this, I do that. I learn everything. So I'm uh, you know, I'm always the drummer for everybody. And I've heard you, you know? play and you're you're amazing. Oh, thank you. So I can't be flipping pages when I'm drumming. So it's like I learned uh, like during Congress, I have to learn 52 songs by mm-hmm. heart. Like it has to be I have to be on it you know and so I'm used to that uh you know during mass that's what I do I learn the song if I'm gonna do a different psalm or whatever I learn it even though I'm not gonna sing it so that I know where my you know where am I all the time but this time because I was in front yeah, with yeah, the mic yeah. I was like oh man it was so embarrassing I <laughs> musically we,
0: we're not gonna go all about music but I want to I want to touch on that and and I I I need to take notes from that because I find myself too locked on the page sometimes. Obviously, like wait, I just want to be able to come to mass and have everything memorized and be able to give of myself. I feel like I got away from that because I've been directing choirs so much and I need to have like all the parts of what everybody's doing in right. front of me. But what it, did, what it did was create like a dependence on the sheet music. Even if I know it, I've been playing the Glo- my, my Glory to God setting or whatever songs for years and years and years. Right. I know these, but like right. I still put that sheet music up. But w- if I can take that down, I can give so much more musically and of myself to that moment. Yeah, and I, and I think
2: that that goes to, um, you know, like preparation on anything, you know, sure. with, with anything that you do. You know, it's like um, I prepare myself. I, I actually listen to the music during the week so I know what I'm doing on Sunday, you know. And um, and even, you know, a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, you're in Congress. You always play with the big guys or whatever. They, you know, that's the way they say it. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You got to remember one of the things that it's very important that you guys don't know is that the actual composer is there. So I can't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way of me messing that up. You know I can't they won't call me again if I mess up you know so same thing I think like God is the composer of everything I was just gonna make that point You already yeah did, you did so it's like I gotta make sure that I know that what I'm doing and not only musically I gotta be able to read the people I gotta be able to read the priest if there's a, some changes you know some priests just have a way of saying things like they're not gonna go like this but I know like my pastor, the, w- the one time that he just goes like this to me is the one time that I got to stop. I got to find somewhere to stop the music, no that,
1: matter yeah. what. That's funny. Our pastor is, I've, I've seen it a couple of times, is when the music gets played in the wrong spot or something like that. He just keeps talking. He <laughs> <just> talks louder. <laughs> and the music just, he just muscles through. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, no, no. My, my pastor
0: makes jokes about it. I've, I've, there's been a couple of times at my new parish. Uh, one time I was singing the Lamb of God, and I, uh, I said, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Three times. Uh, And On the third time I was like Have mercy On grand us peace (laughs) (laughs) And afterwards He's like We could always Use more mercy
2: (laughs) Oh man uh, And then another
0: time I was so exhausted I was supposed to sing The memorial acclamation Mm -hmm. And I went Into the Into the Amen. amen I was just like zoning And I was just like uh, Amen. Oh, uh, when we eat this bread and drink, and <laughs> <in> the-
1: <laughs> everyone was like, everyone was like, looked at like, me like, where are we? What? <laughs> are you kidding me, <laughs> this guy? You know. so if I was being, uh, if I was the sound technician for that mass, and you were doing it wrong, I would be so mad. You're trying to, like, <laughs> what, where are we? Hold on. Because the key to that is knowing the cues of the mass. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I think it goes with everything. You know, it's just, um again, we wouldn't be talking about those things you know if you right know, this experiences wouldn't happen because that's the fun part you know i mean even at our level we have to mess up somehow and that's the way we learn and that's the way we make it better right you know sometimes you know even uh, my <clears throat> wife she tells me she's like oh, you know what you push yourself too much like you're you're good she says I-, I know you're good but you don't think that you're good enough and that's your problem you know, and, and that has been my problem for a while. You know, it's like I still don't think that I'm good enough for God. And it that's one of the things that I sit down and I pray on it and I I ask God for forgiveness. And if I'm not doing it at the level that he wants me to do things, and it's like, ah, oh. and then my wife's like, again, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. It's like, no, you're good. Just, you know, you know, but I, I guess just that's just something for any creative mm-hmm. person, you know, it's like, you see it, and you're like, "Okay, that's good," but I know I can make it better. Well, the better.
0: moment you feel yeah. like this is this is the best I'm ever gonna get, y- you're doing it wrong. You know, you've missed the point. You should always be striving to be better. And yeah. if and if you think that you you reached your peak, then you then you have, and you're gonna start going backwards or getting worse. Or, you know, you got to hold yourself to that higher standard. But it's a matter of knowing that you're you're still worthy. You're still you still have value. You're still good. You know, so it's walking right. that balancing act. I
1: think. Yeah, and I think that it gets to the point where it's when you get to the level of when you're kind of creating a lot, right? And and, and everybody that gets to the point of – because we always say, like, just start. Get get going. If you have a desire, do it. But then And that's great. But then when you get to the point where you've been doing things for a year, two years, ten years, then it's a different story. Because then you want to – it's not just about doing anymore. It's doing it and – Showing what you've learned, trying to make it the best that you possibly can. Like, so I get that pressure that you kind of put on yourself, and uh, you know, God bless your wife for being that voice, of, kind of the voice of Christ. Yeah, She's a saint. I don't you know. know why she even married me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, but pushing you to to see your value and see the truth of what you are bringing to the table, I think that's really cool too. But I understand that pressure, uh, you know, because I think we all put it on ourselves, especially those of us that are. Because I think it shows our passion for what we're doing right? because we want it to be the best because we want everyone to, we're trying to glorify God with it. And yep, he deserves the best. So we kind of put that pressure that we need to be the best for God. Right. Right.
0: I, I want to touch on something we, we talked about it on both iterations of your podcast. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys are, if you guys have listened to Leo's podcast and then now you're listening to this, you're hearing the same thing. God bless you for listening to both of these, but you might get something different from this little moment on either of them. But what you were talking about, about doing your absolute best, for, for God, for whatever it is. We're talking musically, but youth ministry for you, whatever, whatever ministry you're at church is, is doing your best and wanting to create and, and, and put, put your best foot forward. But I think it comes down to culture because certain churches have it wrong when it comes to the culture of whatever ministry they're in. And, uh, I'll let you just kind of lead off because I think it's really a valuable point. And- well,
2: You know, one of the things and like we were talking about earlier is um, I think we lost the way and I'm talking about the entire church of how to motivate our young adults. You know, you got to be creative before we didn't have this much this much technology. So it was a little easier because you really had to dig in into things. And, you know, uh, me growing up. You know i was an altar server i was doing you know uh i was in the choir i was uh you know doing marathons i was doing like a whole bunch of stuff but it was within the same church you know the same you know people that were leading they were coming up with these ideas of what to do and how to you know make sure that our youth was in the church at all times you know um back in the day whittier california was not the greatest you know spot in the world there's a lot of gangs and this and that, so they had to get us into that, you know. Like uh, safe space. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, I remember other parishes wanted to be in that program that we had because, you know, we used to go to Circle V Camp. We used to do the LA Marathon, the Los Alamitos Marathon. Uh, we baked cookies. With, I mean, we did plays. We did the Christmas play and this and that. I mean, you know, there was always something that we were doing, you know, and now because of this stuff, we don't get to do much because we're so used to the phone we're so used to tech we're so used to everything being here you know and now with this pandemic we're uh, you know we're in zeros yeah we're, we're like wait what are we gonna do you right. know and it's like and 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 to get to the point that we're talking about uh one of the things that being as a perfectionist is, is you know you got to also learn how to teach others how to move forward with the projects that you start or the ideas that you you know that you bring into the table for the church. Because, you know, again, when that happened in my church, when the actual pastor passed away, there was nothing else that we could do. You know, nobody else, there was no so church was, to you know to it was
0: like this, all the success of your program was was solely on your pastor when he when right. he passed away there was nobody that could fill those shoes and right. it kind of fell apart and right.
2: there was nobody else to teach the next pastor right how things were moving you know he just came in and he made all these changes and things
1: just you right. know I think that's the hard part too about uh, sometimes with pastors is that a parish can work really hard on a culture like we're talking about because it's so important, I think, in in all the ministry life of everything you're doing at your parish. And then if a pastor comes in and doesn't know the culture and wasn't taught, you know, sometimes they get kind of painted as the bad guy, I think, unfortunately, when they don't even know. They're just trying to do the best that they can. But if nobody goes to them and says, hey, this is what works here right and give him a chance to really see for himself then then he can make his adjustments or add his spin to it or whatever it may be uh but i think that's a huge point is is ministry needs to be about ministering and preparing other ministers right it's not just about if a leader can leave and the program falls apart you've led it wrong right mm-hmm. um, yeah so
0: but you were talking about uh, specifically in your music program you had like a mentor that you were looking up to and he held you to the highest oh standard, yeah right? yeah
2: yeah I mean this guy his name is Mauricio Centeno um, he's a great he's actually a uh, uh, OCP composer and um, I mean I, I've had the privilege and the blessing of being surrounded by all these people you know all this you know uh, Hispanic composers from OCP and so you know he would just tell me like sometimes like, hey, you know, we don't come to the, you know, to rehearse, to learn the song. We come to put it together. If you can't do it right, don't even show up to church, man. Like, just don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not working for me. You're working for the big guy over here. So. But so many
0: people are afraid I- that are in leadership roles are afraid to talk to their volunteers that way. Did you go running away? You're like, mm, I never want to come back. or No,
2: it- no, because, uh, again, uh you got to earn your respect. Right. Right. He earned it. You know, from me, and it's like when I saw the difference of what he was talking about, I'm like, oh, I get it. So the next time that he, you know, call me on on something, I didn't take it the wrong way. It was like, right. It's like, all right, I messed up. Let me do it again, or you know what, I go and apologize, and I work harder to not disappoint him, you know, and to not disappoint the congregation because that was his deal. He's like, look, you're not doing it for here. That's for them. If you mess up. Their concentration in what we're celebrating—it's off. Mm-hmm. You know, it just you—you you just messed up their day or the the mass for them. And I would like think about it. I'm like, oh snap! Like, man, am I that important? He will make you feel important, so important that you will feel guilty on some things that you did wrong that he wouldn't even tell you. He he, he wouldn't even tell me anymore. He was just like, he didn't even he didn't even have to look at me. I already you knew know, that I you messed know. up. I'm like, yeah. Damn. You know, I'm like, damn. And, but again, the leadership, you know, the people, you got to earn the respect. You got to show the people what you're talking about. Yeah. Not just say, hey, Danny, this isn't this that. No, yeah. no, no. Don't say it. You know, it's like, do it. Teach them. If they mess up, then you call it and be like, hey, you know.
1: And I think that it takes a strong leader to be able to recognize that because like, for instance, it, it, at youth ministry, I have certain teens in my program or team members in the program where I can say if something goes wrong, I can go to them and be like, what happened? Why did this go this way? I need you to be this, this, and this. And they'll take that constructively and they'll go, okay, no problem, I'll fix it. Or next time I'll I'll, I'll be better. But then there's other people where you kind of have to be more gentle with your approach and I think it just takes that strong leader. So that leader saw in you like this guy can take it because I know you probably saw obviously what you were capable of becoming within you and knew that that push was going to help you get there. I Uh, I had a very similar with my youth minister is he I would always be like why is everyone else getting to leave and I'm sitting here Still stacking chairs. I'm getting yelled at I'm getting pushed harder than anybody else I don't understand right and then I go back years later I'm like, oh he saw something in me and he was molding me and he was pushing me to be who he saw and who God was putting on his heart to motivate and then God who God was saw in me to become, I was I didn't realize it at the time. But that, right. that push yeah. of that leadership was really right. key.
2: But right now everybody's so sensitive. That's you know <laughs> yeah, everybody's you, sensitive. You, you you can't say anything, I, honestly, you can't say anything at all. Nothing I, negative. <laughs> Because everybody's oh, yeah. like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's, you're mean. No, yeah. um, we're going to have to have a conversation with the pastor. It's like, well, oh. bring it in, you know, yeah. bring it on, you know, let's I, do yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. It's giving that
0: hard truth. And this goes back to, we just had an episode last night that we filmed. I don't know when all these are going to air, but about leading people to the truth, whether we're talking about the truth of you better you better do a good job musically or the truth of the, what what this faith is all about, right? But you have to lead them there through beauty and through goodness first and if you don't if you don't go through those channels they're not going to be able to be receptive to to, uh to hear that truth right right so what i love what you said about you have to earn that respect from the people that are volunteering in your ministry so if i'm leading a choir if they don't respect me I, if I come down on them hard and say, you know, like you said, if you're not prepared, don't show up. They're gonna, be, they're not gonna hear it. They're gonna be like, that guy sucks. I'm never coming back right. to, to the choir, right? But if I have earned their respect through my actions through what i've said through what i've shown them I, they have seen in essence the the goodness the, the the beauty and the goodness and now they are ready to receive the truth so i can i right. can hold them to that higher standard i can yep. kind of be a you know be a, a, a hard ass director and be like no no this isn't going to cut it I, it reminded me of a, a, one of my favorite uh, choir members at my previous parish, he was a drummer and like, he respected me so much. I, ta- I taught him piano, but he was playing drums and he was just like such as Jesse is his yeah. name. And he's, he just like the most polite young man I've ever met. And he always wanted to do his best and, and impress and impress me. Um, I want to make sure this is still recording cause this turned off. Um, let me finish this, this point. Uh, and then, so he always wanted to make sure that he, um, that he impressed me. And if he did mess up during mass, I a lot of times I wouldn't have to look at him. Sometimes I would just like give a little like peripheral eye glance and he'd be like, Ah, man. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we talked about it after mass, and I'd be like, dude, don't worry about it. It's fine. You're gonna you're gonna come back. You're gonna you're gonna grow.
1: Let's take a quick break and let's come right back. So we're talking about positive examples and how important that is in the life of a church. So and, and even just to the you guys are talking about musically, but even just the minor things you can do is I'll I'll go back to when I was whenever I'm on a retreat. Summer retreat, my own personal confirmation retreats, whatever. When it's a meal time, I always eat last. I just always am last in line because you know the the my point is that I'm there as a servant to serve these people. Let them go first, and I'll I'll eat at the end. And then on my retreats, I started to notice that my leadership team would wait at the end, and mm. they were waiting with me. Right. And then it got to the point where just this last year on retreat, I, I remember that it was like me and then like four or five of my. Uh, of the young adults and the adult leaders were like, all right, Danny, you go. We'll go behind you, right. and just just setting that example of like, oh, so now you guys want to be the ministers that that are the examples that that go last. That little little tiny thing like that that just starts a culture. But it it of, starts a culture of uh, you know, so that they'll go back and then in a couple of years, if, you know, if I'm gone, they'll know like whoever the leadership is, the leadership goes last. We we know that our leadership eats last. Yeah, and and you know what? Um, <clears throat>
2: I think we're talking about leadership. It goes up to even the priests and pastors. You know, I think that Absolutely. when there's a new replacement, you know, uh, or somebody that's going to come in, I don't think they do their, you know, their research completely before they put someone new. You know, it seems like there's always that problem in every church. A new pastor comes in, he wants to be the next president of the United States. You know, it's like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And it's like, no, I mean, there's a certain way that things are running. Um,
0: Or worse yet, it's a parish that's thriving. And and when there's a new assignment, they go, too much stuff going on who's who's on who's who's on their last assignment that can just retire quietly let's throw them they couldn't screw it up that much because this parish is thriving and then what happens like
2: i mean that's what happened to our church you know to my church and um uh in st mary's yeah this new priest and again i don't have to even say names you know a lot of people left the church because of that they went to the nearest church around there you know and, and i think that's uh that's basically what happens in everything, you know, in the youth ministry, in the choir. Yep. You know, the same thing. You know, everything is, you know, I uh, don't you know. I mean, that's what it is. You know, pretty much. So, if you if you actually built something, and you make it right, and you let it, you know, you you pass the torch, and people are continuing with that same, uh, you know, the the same. Um, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't even know how to put it, but if they continue with the same idea but even make it better or make it their own with the same principles, I think that's what really works, right? I mean, that's what Jesus did. Right. You know, it's like he put the principles, you know, he made it like, okay, this is the table, this is what we're going to do. Now you jump into it and build something into it, you know, make it your own. You know, that's why a lot of people don't understand that, you know, uh, for example, you know, they have the 12, well, basically 11 apostles you know during the work but there were some that they didn't even like each other you know but it didn't matter you know and and here sometimes we don't address things because that's the way you know everybody's so like um, everybody's just so sensitive to everything and yet Jesus will never talk to you in a nice way to his apostles he
0: tells you the hard truth yeah but, but
2: but he commanded the respect well that's what that's what I was saying like you gotta show Yeah. He showed people like, hey, you know, it's like, what else do you want? Like, look. And then. But what I'm saying is, like, people compare the love of God and the love, uh, you know, when Jesus was on earth and this and that's like, I, I, I have never read any part on the Bible where he said, like, really nice things to Peter or to any of the apostles. I don't think I've ever seen it or read it. Every time there was like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you guys
1: are not believers or you guys are whatever. It's like, it's like yeah. you're doing fine. Well, yeah. It's okay. Well, I mean, speaking of that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, like, I'm becoming more of a scripture nerd myself. And and to exactly your point, we're talking about that, that like being, giving the harsh truth, but also, you know, being obviously you got to appreciate volunteers, appreciate people and things right. like that. But let's, let's take that example of Peter, right? Where in scripture back two weeks, right? It goes from one week. Peter's being praised because Peter says, like, you are the son of God. Jesus asked him, and and Peter's like, you're the son of God. And Jesus is like, you know this. Nobody else does because you are chosen by God. Like, God has plans for you. You got the keys of the kingdom. One week later, Jesus is like, get behind me. One one (laughs) week later. (laughs) So it's like he went from being, you're chosen by God, the keys of the kingdom, to get out of my way, Satan. Yes. Wow, okay. Well I guess, you know and does that Jesus didn't love him any less. Right. right it didn't no, but there was go, that, that uh, hard truth of like what are you doing? You're an obstacle to me. Like you, you know what I got to do. You found out a week ago that I was the son of God, Right. and now you're telling me that you don't want to let me fulfill my mission. Get out of <laughs> here. Uh, Peter respected him so much
0: that he didn't go. Oh, well, I can't. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off because that's yeah. that's too. Imagine
1: <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, Saint you know, Peter's like, yeah. well, my feelings are hurt. My so feelings I'm out are of here. hurt. Yeah, like <laughs> See you.
2: You know. Let me go to the next. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. Now. But
0: no, he respected him so much. He's like, oh man, that's a hard truth. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna work harder and and exactly. Uh, I mean, screw up again because, you know, he did. But, like, God, Jesus still came, came back and loved him more and kept, kept pushing him harder. Yeah. Right? It, it wasn't they just they felt that, that, that
2: fire within them when they were next to Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to be able to make or, or teach other people to have that fire within themselves. You know, it's like, hey, look, but sometimes we don't tell our story. And that's the problem, too. We mm-hmm. keep it for ourselves. We don't show them. We don't open up, you know. Yeah, we're putting a lot of stupid stuff in Facebook, but we don't open up to our own people. Right. So it's like people Great don't point. know us, you know. So, But when you actually put it on the table and they see it and Dude. they know where you come from, it's like, oh, okay. You know, that's the, that's the number one reason why I do my YouTube, you know, uh, videos. People have seen me in Congress, you know. People have uh, seen me, you know, pretty much everywhere in the United States and sometimes, you know, in South America and this and that. And everybody will see me up here. Right. But nobody knows my story of how I got to that part, you know, to that level. So my YouTube videos show me. They show my wrongdoings they show my. You know, my, my good stuff. They show everything. Yeah, you're not just up here on a pedestal yeah, saying, pointing no. your finger, do this, do that, right. do this.
0: No. They're like, who who am I? Yeah, I right. struggle too.
2: I practice yeah. two hours a day too, an hour a day too, because I got to be good for, you know, the, the church, be good for the congregation.
1: Well, and even that point of you already sharing that moments of where I feel I'm not good enough. I don't always feel like, yeah, I may be at this, you see me at these places playing with the big shots and playing all these great things. But I still have those moments where I'm by myself where I think, man, am I not good enough to be Doing this and that's just mm-hmm. showing your heart the humanity that that even these people that are in these positions that we think oh they, they they're the top of the faith chain right the all these people but we're all just chasing God of course we're all just you know weak humans that need God and con- constantly are pursuing him so I think that's beautiful that that that, that showing of that heart that's a great point that yeah. I think more ministers need to do more, yeah and, and more priests I wish would do right. is, is remember that like show your humanity you know that that's important i literally just watched a video this morning while i was eating breakfast
0: father mike schmidt and it was a question you know those little ascension presents questions like seven minutes long the question was like what's it like to be a catholic speaker And he's like i really felt weird about answering this question because well first of all it doesn't apply to everyone who's watching but he goes like he says, I, I've met people all over the United States and, and over the world that, like, say, I play your videos and you're like our catechist at our church. And <laughs> he's cool. a, he goes, like, the human part of me goes like, oh, I'm so awesome. I'm, yeah, like, yeah, te- yeah. I'm teaching people all over the world. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, what I'm not doing is I'm not like in it, in the the, the messiness of the relations, the human to human interaction yeah. that you, you I, he's like, what I do doesn't hold a candle to what the catechists, what the people in the churches that are that are really dealing
1: with those human relationships are doing. And uh, in- yes, the, uh, I want you to finish that point, but I think that we're gonna dive into the live stream because I think that uh, there's a point with with live streaming for parishes too. To your point, hit it. You know what I'm let's, saying? Let's it's, go. Because that's because point it, over. Because here's the, here's the, on that point of that he Father Mike is saying, I yeah, cool. I'm on the video and I say great things because he does. But that. I'm not in the messiness of it i'm not in the culture of it i went to my pastor when this whole when COVID started and mm-hmm. live stream was the thing and i first went to him and i said let's live stream and he's like ah no like i don't want to i am not confident as you know i'm fine at sunday mass but there's bishop barron there's father mike there's all this you can watch the vatican on tv right right, like right. You, there's plenty of things for people to watch that have great production value they have great speakers they have great whatever it may be and I, you know, I went to my pastor and I said, "The people want to see you. You're their pastor. Good point. Yes. You're their shepherd. They. It doesn't matter what, how, if your homily is the best thing that's going to change everybody's life. It doesn't matter. They want to see you. You're their pastor. And we did it. And the first couple live streams because of me were absolutely awful because I couldn't figure out how to turn my phone the right way, and <laughs> I, you know, or I was holding it weird and whatever yeah. it may be. But we. As we continued, people were were so of the parish were so relieved. We're Monsignor, thank you for doing this. Right. Thank you for being on the live stream. Thank you for it's so nice to see the inside of our church. Uh, hear a voice that we know. That that point is because yeah, we could watch the big head honchos doing all the great things, but to see the people that we have relationship with, that we know the heart of, right. that's so important. You know?
2: Yeah, that's losing your community. You know, yeah. at some point, that's what is going on right now. You know, I do. I have a, a, a course that you know, uh, teaching parishes how how to do live streaming to uh, a high level with whatever they got. You know, but teaching them, you know, basics and, you know, uh, camera stuff and sure. things like I that. I was
0: already thinking about that. But when we talked, I was like, dude, that's genius because that's so needed in our church right now. Um, you, you could watch some YouTube videos on Christian churches, but nobody's doing it specifically for how do you do Catholic. this in your Catholic churches? Yeah. So
2: do you have a link available? That we yeah. Can put uh, it in there yeah. Yeah. I could give you the link so yeah. people could see there's so, different videos. So tell us more about it. Like what, well, what exactly goes uh, pretty much is, uh, you know, it's uh teaching. Number one thing is, and, and it goes to, I think, your department. <laughs> it's uh, the youth, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of um, nowadays, a lot of the people that are, are in charge or that have a responsibility at church are people that are much older. Right. So some of these people, the only thing they could do is get their phone and go into Facebook. And that's if it. that. <laughs> uh, so there's no people, you know, doing tech stuff. At, right. at, you know, and we need it the most right now. And so what I did was I, I made a, a course into like five different days, five different steps into how to do a live streaming to a very high level with minimum items of you know uh, tech, but just knowing basic, because even in your phone, you could change settings. Totally. People don't know. Sometimes even the ISO, you could change it, but you how just many, gotta download an how app. How
0: many live streams have you seen? where, where you're watching it and it's this pumping effect of, of uh, yeah. you see it, li- it goes light and dark and light and dark and everyone's like, I don't know how to change right, this. Right. It's like, you, you, uh, I mean, we know how to like scour the internet and look how to fix that in your phone, but a lot of people don't. And so these are kind of things that you're teaching. Yeah, your parts, and then right? I,
2: I do live um, uh, live streams myself like a Q and a and people could just jump in and ask, you know, for on whatever your they fa- want on your Facebook page on, on Facebook and on YouTube because I live stream on both. Right. So, um, and it looks very it good. It's very professional. That's oh, kind of where, how we really connected. Yeah. We, like, you
0: were watching some of my stuff. I was watching yours. Yeah. We like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We yeah. need to team up. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, uh, I go very, very basic, you know, I have people that are like probably in their, 50s 60s learning how to do this awesome because that's the only people that are willing to do it yeah right and that's what i'm talking about you know it's like okay where's the youth and this is where i come to pastors and priests and i let them know because we have conversations it's like well doesn't the church say that the youth is the future of the church why aren't we looking for the youth?
1: Well, the future's here quicker than we expected. Well, that's it's, what I'm saying yeah, is like time but to why work. aren't yeah. we, you know, yeah. and I
2: tell them, look, you know, there's nobody here. Now, let's create a program where you motivate people, you have a production team, you pay them to motivate them too a little bit, and then you get what you want, they get what they want. They learn so much and you don't have to worry about a thing. You could do it's not only mass, you know, cuz what you were talking about you know a lot of priests think that just by you know doing live streaming the the mass two masses or three masses uh every sunday that's that's it yeah it's not it's you know people like to go into instagram how do you get your your own community to you know stay there on instagram okay now you got a little thing here now you got a little thing on facebook now you gotta you gotta be creative and for that you need a production team mm-hmm. and you need people that are creative so they can bring in the ideas and the communities you know, it stays together mm-hmm. and they're not watching the Pope. I mean, nothing wrong against the Pope, but you want to have your community sure. stay together for this whole entire time. Yeah. You know, so they feel at home. They feel like, mm-hmm. you know, the priest really cares about them. Yep. You know, that, and that's, the, that's a huge point. You know, and sometimes even like, I, uh, you know, we're doing uh, for uh, uh, another parish uh, little uh, segments of like uh, one minute reflections, you know, every day. And so we do like we record like the little videos. Right. And it's like people are commenting. Oh, thank you. You know, for the reflection today or whatever little things like that can make a difference on the entire community.
1: And, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's huge. And, and I commend parishes that have volunteers. Ryan's been doing a really beautiful job at his parish, getting priests, deacons, lay people to do these reflections and bring Thanks, in a man. really high level of quality. But, and I think that it's great that having the willingness of people that work at the parish to share their heart as we right. spoke about, right. share their heart, share their opinions that get on. Cause for us, it's easy. We're on camera every week, multiple times a week. I, I have no problem putting on a camera and talking to it right. for some people. It's scary. It's, it's something that they haven't done, especially these, maybe these older folks. And that's why I commend what you're doing with your deacons and things like that, because I'm sure they're like, Oh geez, I don't want to get on camera. I don't They got them. They're know. very nervous, but they're they're trying and they're getting better as they
0: go and, yeah. they're, and they're open to it. And
1: it's p- putting the trust. In those people that are creative, to hey, let me take care of it. Just I need you to say this, and I'll, I'll take it from there. Right, and then letting us do our work uh, in the in the post department. But I think that's huge. And and back to what you were saying about getting those youth involved. I think that that's that is the key, because a not only will it bring a high level of creativity, but it helps the youth who may be estranged to come back to the church. Yeah, and it gives them a purpose because sometimes they leave. I've seen it that youth are like, well, I, I've done, I did my thing, you know, especially young adults, like, like out of high school, right? you know, like between you know, the, the, that young adult demographic, 18 to 49, which is a little vast, but you know, 18 to 30, we'll say right. is they don't feel like they have a purpose. They right. don't feel like, well, what do I do now? I'm not in youth ministry anymore. I'm not really old enough to, I don't have a family yet. What can I do? How can I be involved in the church? There's so many ways, especially now that we could be inviting them, motivating them to be involved, make them feel valued, and then they can provide a valuable service to the church.
2: And and you know what? It goes back to to the teaching of our faith, to religion. Sometimes, you know, uh, maybe it's just me, but I feel like we're not really scared of God anymore. Sure. So when we think about doing stuff, sometimes I hate when people, and I do say it this way, I do hate it when people say, well, that's the way God, you know, he wants me to be, or that's the highest level that God, you know, it's like, don't blame God for what, you know, your mediocre stuff. Sure. Don't blame him. He's giving you the best that he can for you. You just gotta take the extra step. Yeah. Make it right. Yeah. So don't put a limit on God. Right. It's like, he don't blame him. The dude is super busy, you know, he's doing other things, you know? So, And it's like, um, you know, it goes down to, like you mentioned before, you know, it's like uh, sometimes it's so hard to connect to, you know, with them at this moment because there's so many, I'm sorry to say this, but there's so many old people in charge of our church. Yep. So so many old people
0: at my church right now. God bless them. There's there's two older gentlemen, seasoned people, and they've they've taken over our daily mass live stream. I kind of showed them. We have a low key setup for the daily mass, and they they run it and because I was doing it all during the first few months of COVID and I was so gracious that they were like, hey, we want to do this. We go to daily mass normally, so just show us how to do it and we'll do it. So I didn't have to start going right. every morning at 7.30. You yeah, know?
1: I was in the same boat. Right. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> the same boat.
0: It'll burn you out, right? But they don't know how to do all the tech stuff, right? And now I'm trying to train them. We got like the high, you know, your highest tier setup that you would be pitching these churches. Right. My church got that, but it's pretty involved. We have a whole command center with multiple computers and I'm running through. Cool. I'm running from you know a three camera shoot to OBS to going into to go li- into Facebook and running all these different plugins and stuff like that, and and it freaked them out and they're like I, we we can't do this they're like I thought we were pushing a button <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like we can't do this you know and so I I actually can't be there this weekend because we're we're going to the March for the Martyrs and I I had to create this week I created like a six page sheet of literally like word for word step by step how to tr- nice. from how to turn on the computer to what but to press and do you double like they don't so you, you know like my parents and some some like they don't know if she's on a computer if they should double click something or single click something you know what i'm talking about right, right. you're like mom it's a single click. Yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> and,
1: and, and, and 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 god bless those guys for like wanting to step yes yeah, so if you're listening thank you thank you thank and, you but it's but i think to the point of it's there are there are young people out there yes! that can do these things that want to, I, I i'll speak to my live stream team we have a whole production team we have one guy who's uh you know older guy not super old or anything but he's a brainiac and he is a audio visual mastermind he created our whole sound system and our whole outdoor production and everything and he like when a speaker is broken, he's like just takes the wire and he sits there at the table during Mass and solders <laughs> it back together. I'm like, how are you doing this? But that's the kind of guy he is. He's, he's so smart. But then he is he goes, Danny, find me a team. And yeah. we amassed a team of young people, young college students. You know, you know, my girlfriend is like a brainiac and she wrote pages of notes. Right. Just and he's like created a diagram on the computer of where all the chords go and it's all color coordinated And it's she's like anybody could figure it out. It's like here you go. It's all perfectly typed out right. and then we have a team of uh, one of my best friends works for the school district as the tech guy my other buddy is a middle school teacher and these are tech guys right that weren't necessarily super involved in the parish but i went hey i need you to be on this audio team and now they're at mass four times a weekend now they're helping with all these things they're motivated to be involved in, like to make the mass the best that we can for the people that's and it's i, I can't help but look at go you know god found a way to call them home and now they're right. providing value and they are being used right but you know and and at, at
2: that level where you're at you know, now I think the hardest part is how to maintain the people to stay yeah. there. Yeah, well, that's another point, you know, <laughs> cause I mean, uh, I, again, every, the root of everything is the faith, mm-hmm. right? Cause there's a lot of people involved in the church and I'm not just talking about COVID, you know, it's throughout the time, you know, that, you know, that I was, well, that I've been in the church for, for my whole entire life. But, there's always been professional people involved right you know and they bring in their you know the things that they know to the table and they help the church you know whether it be um, business or whatever you know there's always some type of help so now sometimes the one of the things that you know we lack is okay well yes there's the tech there's a this there's a that but where's the faith yeah how do you stay there you know? And one of the things that, I, that I've learned from, you know, my mentor was that he will never say that, oh, yeah, it's because of me, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, you got to be here or you got to do this right. Be-. No, he would always point at the big guy. He's like, he's the guy. You're not working for me. He's like, that's who you need to impress every single Sunday, you know. So when you actually get to that level and you actually teach it that way, you start thinking, you know, because I had a lot of questions about the faith that I didn't know, but I was in that in that search because my mentor said something that I'm like, wait, why did he say that? Yeah. Oh, now I'm gonna, you know, and then I will go, right? You know, and and then ask my dad, hey, dad, you know, uh, I, I just got screamed at. Why? Because this, oh, so this but this he, is so why. he
0: instilled those qualities in you though, and now. You know, you saw a need and you've taken over, you've, you've, you've picked up that torch and you're, and you're hoping like, again, click on that link guys, because I think this is a huge need in our church, but you're able to reach a far, far, far larger, uh, audience in terms of parishes than just the the silo of a single church that, that Yeah. That, because now with the our age of technology we've been thrust into the modern technological future and so now you have that opportunity to reach people on a larger scale and that's what you're planning to do with yeah, this program. yeah with, right?
2: with everything you know it's not just the tech i mean for, that's the first part to get the team right then it's like what are you going to do with the team it's not just setting up and doing mass. That's it. No, well, I have there's a, more.
0: I have a quick point on that. And this is, this is a hard truth right here. And I, I told this to my pastor too. We spent, I told you a lot of money on getting this, this huge setup, right? A camera, making it look nice uh, and sound good. But at the end of the day, if the product of what you're showing isn't that same quality of what the, you know, the cameras might look nice, but if the music's not good, if the preaching's not good, if the church doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah uh you know what i mean those those things sometimes get overlooked you think if i if just like our production here if we if i bought a fifty thousand dollar red camera and i was like and and bought even better lights and, and we're like this production's amazing but we didn't do we didn't the content center sucks. ourselves yeah. the content sucks they <laughs> we were like i don't care how good this looks yeah you guys don't know what you're talking about this right. sucks, right so you need to be you need to invest in your church just as much in your live stream into your music into your homiletics training into your environment crew instead of just like saying off you go just figure out something for the church for this weekend like have plans of action to make the church look beautiful right, right? and in, it's in, in all entire, aspects.
2: Yeah, yeah in all aspects but i mean yeah we, we i think we lost that touch in the faith part you know and and i think you know that's what's going on across the country you know yeah it's Ooh. just it's just that
1: but yeah i mean it's just hard to explain but well to that to what you were saying about your mentor and i really liked it because it's something that we've talked about before and i think that it's a problem with a lot of people in ministry and i think all of us maybe have suffered in it for uh, at a a time is a lot of us as ministers sometimes we forget that we are not god that we are not we are not jesus and we need to stop trying to lead ministry like we are right and remember that like ministry like john the baptist not like jesus john the baptist always led people back to the father and right. reminded everyone it's not me it's him it's him i'll show you i'll tell you but it's him he's right. a, i'm not worthy to even you know tighten his sandals he's True, the one right. but a lot of us we all we, we stand up and we, when we when we preach or when i stand up at youth ministry and i'm saying all this great stuff and like all i'm doing is i i'm not i'm not the guy right we and we need to remember in ministry whatever we're doing when, when we're at music I, i'm not a musician but like it can be easy to fall into like, oh, how great was the music, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. that, no, the music isn't about me. It's about him. And we need to all, if we were a church of John the Baptist, if we were a church of Peter's, we would, that's what will get people back to that faith that we were talking about. Yeah. The faith the priority.
2: Right. And, and, and it, goes, it goes back to everything that you do. It's not just the music like you mentioned. It's just everything, you know. We're not afraid of God anymore. We don't, you know, I, I, on a, the podcast that, that we did with Ryan, I was telling him that. I'm afraid to, when I die and I knock on God's door, he's not going to open it. <laughs> just imagine that. It's like, hello, I'm here. He's looking at the people. He's like, like oh, no, yeah. he's not even opening the door. Like, like, just like you, you remember know? when you mess up the Gloria? <laughs> you're, <not here. laughs>
1: you're not coming in here. <laughs> you're not coming in,
2: here. <laughs> you're coming in. You know, I, you know, you're like, <laughs> that's you're so like true. Dang it. <laughs> You know, I guess I'll just go down the stairs then. You <laughs> know, uh, and, and that's uh, you know one of the things that I'm afraid of. But uh, it seems like we we've lost our way on that. You know, even yeah. some uh, honestly, even some priests, you know, in their homilies, they don't want to th- say things in a more open way. They want to just generally keep speaking, it. Yeah, yeah, they don't like, want, yeah, they
0: don't want to. They're they're afraid of those hard truths. So we're yeah, about, right? Like, right. Oh,
2: n- now you're gonna have you know uh, some other people just. After Mass, right. hey, Father, why did you I'm like, So speaking
0: of hard shoes, we're, we're going a little long, but I have, I have one more little thing I want to dive into before we wrap this up. So okay. we, we're going to talk about, we want to be a, a podcast of solutions and not just talk about the problems. So I'm not saying we have the solutions, but let us at least like have an open discussion about what what we can do to, to move ourselves in the future and, and come up with some positive ways that we could change and move forward. All right, so we're trying to be a podcast with solutions, but the, the difficult thing that we're faced with right now is that our churches don't have a lot of money because we've been shut down for six months. We haven't had people coming in. We haven't had the normal income stream that's been going on and
1: we're, Pre- and missing, like, big incomes of, like, Easter and, and yeah. Holy Week, like, and sacraments. Like, those are big income streams for the church. Exactly. And missing those is, is is crazy.
0: And we're over here preaching, like, we need to step up our live stream. We need to step up the music. We need to step up all these things. But it's, like, the reality right. is that costs money. So yeah. what are some possible—I have, I have an idea, but I want to hear what, from you guys. Like, what are some possible solutions that we might come up with here, things our churches could do, uh, in this time of crisis, want to start? Uh,
1: well mine, mine is kind of a call to action, I guess a little bit is more if you're, and I'm only speaking to, from my church's point of view is if you're out there and you're listening and, and there's, you feel you can bring something to the table for the church. You can help the church with a talent with just, Hey, you know, I got two hands and a fighting chance. I can step up and help, <laughs> um, do it go help ask if you can help how can i help because i promise you if your church is outside and your church is trying to live stream or a mass outside they need extra help i guarantee it right because i got a team of about 10 people that are there on our audio visual setup team and we still are like oh no we need someone to do this we need someone to do this and there there's always a need for help right or if you can give the person that's been there every single week all day long hey go get breakfast and i'll take this mass promise you they'll appreciate it so my solution would be from without a monetary thought on it yet a call to action help out step up and on the other side of that if you are in a position of leadership or a paid position at your church appreciate your volunteers and uh, and do what you can to make them have value in what they're doing and they want to come back if you can't so you can't pay them can you be you know Extra affirmative. Can you be uh, give them recognition? You know, even if it's as simple as, "Hey, I really want go on your Facebook. I really want to thank our tech team. You know, Bob, Jim, Sally, and Susie. You guys were fantastic this weekend. Thank you very much." Sometimes that's all people need is that little tiny bit of recognition, and it goes a long way. Mm -hmm. So uh, that would be my point on those things. But I'm sure there's a lot of other monetary. Sure. No, that's that's a great way to start. Yeah. Um. My point of it's a little deeper. It goes into
2: stewardship. You know, because um, uh, I've experienced all types of things with even before COVID, you know, with poor churches or not, you know, or well off churches, you know, one of the things that, you know, maybe because I'm more involved in the, uh, you know, the inside team, you know, than the congregation part. So one of the things that we got to do is and I I feel like, you know, uh, that needs to be it needs to be said the way it should is, you know, you got to give. People. You got to invest in people like so they could bring thing, you know, it could be money. It could be anything back to the church. In this case, stewardship, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know about this stuff. You know, it goes a long way, you know, with, you know, if you if you actually give two dollars every every weekend, but you never stop doing that, you know, you times that, by, you know, multiply that by everybody, even uh, even if you don't come to church. It might not be the 20 or the $30 that you were given in the past because, you know, you've been affected by COVID, but you're still given, you know. And then this is where the priest comes into play. And it's like he has to come out and say things raw. It's like, look, guys, we're in trouble. The church does not just function just, you know, just like that. We got to bring in this. We got to do this. We got to do that. You got to. You got to show the people you got to tell the people but sometimes our priest or you know our our pastors they're just you know they don't want to do that they don't want to say things you know and they don't want to seek for help you know there's a lot of people that are rich man in our church to be honest <laughs> yep. a lot of people well it's, it's but kind of, they yeah. don't but they you know just because they're not going to church they feel like they don't have to
0: Maybe that's part of the culture that that that, that our older like our, our parents or grandparents generation their culture was always just like you give to the church, you tithe right? right And as we've as we've gotten further down in in towards my age group and younger, maybe that culture hasn't been passed on so much so it's not ingrained in us that you go to you go to church and you tithe. Right. people were people like, oh no, that's what my parents do yeah. like you know what your parents are aging
2: out and no one and now there's no one paying for our churches to stay open. But one of the things too, and, and, and I guess it's going to be my final point is, for example, if, um, and this is what's going on, if you know, for example, if if you're watching the podcast, if you're watching my videos and you know that I know how to do this and I could help you, reach out to me. Reach right. out That's to Ryan. That's the ultimate answer is y- reach out to no, Leo. No, no. He got you, he got no, no, you. No, 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 no. I'm saying reach out to Ryan, reach yeah, out to yeah, you yeah. to yeah. give ideas or to show them. Yes. But if you don't reach out, and you're just like, mm, whatever, or I don't want to do it. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's not finding a solution for what's going on. Right. You know, and I, I, that's one of the things that I do not like from everything that I do. That sometimes people don't take advantage of what I'm capable of actually showing them or doing, you know, for them. That's I, I think
1: that, that just to even go deeper, I think what, what we're saying here is is not being afraid to have that vulnerability that you don't know everything and that you need help. Right. right yeah I, I'm not gonna blame the priest not knowing
2: how to turn on a camera. I know that's not his job to know absolutely that's not his job but one he could actually learn That's. but you know he needs to find someone yeah. to you know teach him right like right now I'm gonna actually do um, this uh, actually this week and then next week and all the way up to November I have different classes that I'm gonna give to different um, dioceses across you know California to priests that really don't really have volunteers, but they want to learn, you know? And it's like, cause that's the only way that they're gonna be able to do something, you know, for their parishes or, you know, for the diocese. So that's pretty cool, you know? And we got, we got some young people, you know, becoming priests, not everybody's old, you know? We got some, you know? So I I think that if you reach out, I mean, you know, I'm talking to people from Boston, from, you know, different pastors from right. over there. So the resources are there. They're there. The they just got to look for them. And, you know, always, like you mentioned, oh, it's because now we got to invest, you know. Come on, guys. Like, really? Like, throughout the whole entire, you know, I mean, how can I put it? We've always created budgets for everything. Right.
1: We can make it work. We can make it work. And, and, so, and if go you got to gotta put the money up now to so that you have a church for tomorrow. Put the money up today so the church is around it's, tomorrow. Okay, so there's there's a point there. If, if
0: your church continues to play defense right now, you say, oh, we're losing money so we can't, we gotta pull money away from this and pull money away from this, pull, you're, it's gonna be a downward spiral. But you have to think of it as an investment. Uh, thankfully, my, my pastor did and so many so many others are in the live stream setup they go this caught co- this is a lot of money, but we do have it we just need to allocate it we need to properly budget and find the money for this and and invest into the future of our church and and move to an offensive stance right so that's that's a big that's a big reason uh and I was talking about um where is your priorities? Right? So like, what, what, what do you consider essential? Because again, like this is, this is in terms of creating budgets. Like we were just talking about it. You know, you got to trim the trees. There's certain, there's certain essential things. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, creating that culture for the pastors or whoever, whoever's creating the, the, or ultimately, um, having the business decisions, getting them to an understanding of like, this is the priority. This should be the priority. The biggest point though, that I wanted to make was, um, changing changing our mindset as a as a parish as a church entirely and from this is the way we've always done it so this is the way that we're going to continue to do it to everything has changed and so we need to rethink the way we operate and run so that's going to come down to a lot of like well we've had to like i said we've had to furlough people we've had to lay people off entirely i'm sure that's across the board all churches but like um properly paying for for somebody who can do a bang up job and you're gonna have to find somebody that does a lot of that can wear a lot of hats these days yep. right uh i'm not saying i'm a, i'm the, the best person out there but i'm doing music i'm doing i'm doing the live stream i'm doing tech i'm doing our website i'm doing facebook i'm doing videos uh but there's people out there that can do a lot of these things but you're gonna have to properly pay them so what's better paying you know uh, a, a, ten, a five to fifteen hour uh position for for like eight people who all kind of can do an okay job at one particular thing or, or paying somebody really well. There's one person that can like lead all of these different ministries and head them up. So I think you have to kind of hedge your bets and, and find that really that that really amazing leader that can do a lot of wonderful things because church is always going to come down to volunteers but they're going to follow that person that creates the culture that that holds the high the the the, like the mentor that you were talking about the the youth minister that we were talking about earlier the music ministers that really they know their stuff that everybody looks up to that they show that this is how it's done and everybody's going to want to sign up people are going to flock to this person right ultimately you want to find the person that keeps that point that keeps pointing on that like John the Baptist thing that we're talking about but they can do a bang up job that gets paid appropriately that, so that they're there you know but that's about allocating your budget right for the right person and that the culture will follow
2: yeah because I mean at the end of the day the the church doesn't just hire anybody to do paychecks they need a business manager mm-hmm. they need a CPA to do different things you know they need a, a, a music director that dude or that person needs to know how to do music. And and do it liturgically correct. Yeah, so I mean it's the same thing with, you know, what's going on now, you know, I mean, we're paying the price for something that we haven't done in so long. The church entirely. You know, I've been bringing this up for a long time now. It's like, hey guys, we need to be on social media. I used to, you know, even to like the companies like WP, GIA, you know, OCP. I've been telling them for the past five years, hey guys, we need to be Doing this, we need to be on YouTube. We need to. Now everybody's paying the price. I'm not gonna say sit here and say I told you, but uh, yeah, I told Everyone's you. Everyone's scrambling right but now. But it's like I told you so. Right. You know. So, and I'm not the. You know. I've been helping other people, other businesses. You know. I haven't really worked on mine, but I'm getting paid to do this to other people yeah you know other people are being you know they have successful uh companies and whatnot because that you know i told them ahead of time and they took advantage and they you know they're doing it now obviously i'm doing good because yeah you know i I brought the idea but you know we're paying the price a big time you know big time where this is a big consequences because we're not we're just not you know, uh, uh, on, you know, on the dot with, you know, technology. And it's yeah. hurting but
0: one, one message. I want to speak to on that real quick, like is it's not too late. It's, it's not. not too late. It's yeah. Not. Yeah. We've been left behind. We've been left in the dust by Christian churches, <laughs> by everyone else mm-hmm. who's doing, who's just crushing on social media, on live stream platforms, everything. And we're like, oh my gosh, how far back are we? Like incredibly, but like, it's not too late. It's like, not, like, right. ju- like we talked about, you want to create something? Start now. Start, Start today.
1: now. Now's the time.
0: Right. So. Don't say, "Oh, it's too far out of reach." Yeah, it's not. Do it. Yeah, this is your and, call to action, yeah. right.
2: and it's easier than ever. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's I so mean, many resources. All you, you got
0: to do is click that link right below, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you and you <laughs> pop over to Leo's website <laughs> no, right there. No, you know you could
1: do it with the phone. Right, right. That's it. Yeah, I, I when we first started live stream, I bought a fifteen dollar phone tripod. Nice. And that was it. And I use my phone. That was it. And then we granted, we stepped it up and plugged it into the legitimate sound system and I bought a nice, you know, $100 gimbal. So it's move smooth and all that. But when we first started, $15 is what it costs to start the live stream. $15. Yeah. Yeah, every church has $15. Yeah, of course. So, dude, I know production. And that's how my church
0: started at the beginning of COVID. We there was a progression. Yeah, but you have to just start. You have to start somewhere. You can't look at what all the all the churches who are crushing it and saying, "Oh, well, we're never going to be able to get and, to that." And
1: exactly, and that's and that's the thing. Why I will continue to commend my pastor for is because I bought the tripod, whether I knew he was going to say yes or not. I just bought what, I, what the thing. I said we can do it. It was like Thursday. I said this Sunday we can live stream mass this Sunday from the chapel when you know back in March when this started. Right. So I'm ready to do it right now. It's not a okay, let me get this stuff and I'll let you know how if we can do it. No, no, no. we can do it Sunday. Right. Let's do it. Right. And then oh okay, that worked. That was cool. How can we make it better? And then as soon as we started, then all of a sudden the tech guys started kind of coming out and going, "Hey, I can help. Hey, I can bring this. Hey, I can add this. Hey, I can do this." All right. Now it grows. Now we've Boom! Here we go, and now right, when just, outside came, we could we had a whole production because it was ready to go.
2: Yeah, you opened up that door for yeah. everybody, and that's one of the things that we do need, you know, for people to open the door, you know, and um, and, and you you gotta be careful because you gotta be inviting, but at the same time you gotta like I said, earn the respect of people yep. that you don't come here just to spend your time. Yeah, yeah, you you'll have a good time with us, but we're here to work we're here to make things better we're here for you to learn you know how to use a camera how to use a mic you know uh when it comes down to downtime all right we'll mess around we'll do this we'll do that but you know again quality quality and it's not for you it's not for me it's for god and whatever you make if you're making a difference now on people's lives that's what god is going to see he's not going to see anything else like all right i know you love your family but do you love somebody else did you love your neighbor? Did you uh, love that? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think
1: that's it. That's the end point right there is that the, all of this comes down to production. All the things that we're doing is we're doing it for God. We're doing it right. to further the kingdom, to make the church better, to make people have better connections with the Lord. And I think that's that's really what it comes down to. So create a, creating yeah. a culture to foster the growth of the church. A culture of new content
0: culture of new yeah there'll be so that'll be
2: something in the title for our episode <laughs> i was actually thinking that maybe when i die and when i go to heaven hopefully i could live stream from heaven you know what i mean yeah. and be like hey god just give him a chance just to look at it a little <laughs> bit only on facebook if you want to yeah. let them see what's going on up here <laughs> connection
0: lost <laughs> no <laughs> all right uh, oh, we have one more question we always ask as we yeah. wrap up this is this might be our longest podcast ever but this has been such a fruitful discussion uh, right? oh, we just wanted to keep blast. it going, right yeah so uh we yeah we didn't forget this time. So the the last question we always ask, kind of just random, but what is your fo- uh, your favorite board game that you like to play?
2: Oh, and you know what? It's so I don't know if you guys remember Battleship, dude, love uh, it. Yeah, we <laughs> we have we
0: have good memories of Battleship. So, ba- yeah. but the
2: uh, I you know I um, the last time that I bought one, and that was like such a long time. It's the one where you actually had, like, little lights on it already. Oh, yeah.
0: Know?
1: So I was like, uh, I, that, hands down, my favorite game. Like, a la 1996 yeah. when it was, when like, it, the upgraded version with you know, LEDs. It's, yeah. it's so funny. Ryan and I, we on a road trip to Indianapolis once, and we had a travel battleship, and we played it on our legs. Like, we had, we had the battleship <laughs> yeah. on our legs. Until and, we hit a bump and everything and, <laughs> and then it went awful. And Ryan didn't know, but, like, he was wearing glasses, and I could see his battleships in his glasses. I got glasses, so mad. I got I just, so mad. And he's like, how are you hitting every time? I don't know. Cheers, I don't know if it's cheating. It's right the there, how can I not see? Like, I can't lie. I'm not, yeah, I love If I battleship. made another, if I made a bad guess, that would be lying. Right. Do you have a specific
2: strategy that you like to go for in battleship? No, I just, you know, I just have fun. Um, honestly, I just, you know, I play a lot of uh, different games. More like with my kids, cause I, have, I have two kids. You know, I have uh, my my last baby boy. He's two months wow so, congratulations but I, thank you but i have a, a five-year-old nine-year-old they love uno, uno you know i like you're doing it right space
0: and mount like that because the nine-year-old can take care of the two the two-month-old at this point right oh they're <laughs> all
2: in um like a four to five yeah, yeah, year yeah. difference you know so, yeah. so it's so it's cool but um battleship i mean we you know even my my sisters and my brother they they go to the house and they play with my kids and you know, they all play, like, different board games, you know? Yeah. The one thing I... I, I one of the games that I can't stand is Monopoly.
1: I I'm, just I'm can't I'm also do bad it. at Monopoly. Like, I ah, love it, but most people, yeah. I like, mean,
2: too much time. is like, no. That's a, that's a table-flipping game. Yeah, the... <laughs> but but no, no strategy. Just, you know, Battleship just to play and then just have a good time. That's the only time that I could sit in front of someone. We,
0: we kind of asked that because we, we really felt... Like it started we, again We're we're so connected to our phones and, and separated from human contact right. and playing a good old fashioned board game, sitting down with your family, with your friends really allows you to connect on a personal level and, and have a human interaction. For but us.
2: I'll tell you, this is not a board game, but this is what I used to have at my house. Yeah. And it was a. Guitar Hero night,
1: yep, dude. Yep. I uh, used to work.
0: I used to work for Guitar Hero. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should
1: have an episode on that. Uh, yeah. that. That was the only video game my dad ever played with us. Oh, really? Yeah, he loved it. He would I be like, it. "Whoa, this is like my music." And yeah. he just, he just yeah. jammed on Guitar Hero. Yeah. I find of South him Park? in my room. Just he'd just be jamming. Like no, dad.
2: I actually I put a setup outside. I put, I actually bought some extra studio monitors for the outside and then a big screen TV just for, for guitar everything everything we had those guitar hero notes. dude that was the thing was like 2008 <laughs> there was an episode of South
0: Park it was the funniest thing so like they're, uh, all the kids are playing guitar hero all day and then the dad they're playing Carry On My Wayward Son and the dad comes downstairs. he's like I love this song he breaks out his electric guitar he's like guys check this out he's like And they're like dad that's so lame and they're like click 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 click, click,
1: click. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like I can play a guitar hero acoustically and it's just him pushing the buttons <laughs> Yeah. made the switch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, great times. Well, again, Leo, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man. Yeah, this yeah. has been a, a blast. Pleasure. Anything pleasure. else
0: you want to plug verbally for our listeners? Because, yeah, you might not be able to click the link if you're driving to work or whatever. So, think everything that you want them to check out for you.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, just go into. I'm all over the place, you know, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, and YouTube. I mean, you know, just like I always say, look, you know, maybe it's not for you this time, but, you know, if you share the content to other people... It might be good for somebody else, you know, for that point. day. Um, you know, I always ask. You know, I'm the number one person that always asks for people to, you know, click on the links or people's, you know, links We're so steal they could, that for our promo. you know, because I mean that's that's the way it is. You know, just like when you go to church, maybe that homily wasn't for you today, but you know, it was for somebody else. So, you know, share the content. That's all. Um, I'm in a Leonardo Fonseca, oficial, which is official. Uh, on Spell your last name forever? So it's F O N S E C A. F O N S E C A. So Leonardo Fonseca, all across. All platforms.
1: Awesome.
0: I'll throw some of those links in the description wherever you're listening or watching. Click over, give him some support, give him some love, share this channel, uh, follow us and subscribe on all his channels. He does amazing work, great production, great content. Uh, does a lot of Spanish ministry, but you're branching out into, into doing the both English, English now. as well. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has been a blast. Thank you so much Amen. for coming on. We got to do this again. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Uh, I'll be a follow up at some at some point on yours. <laughs> so now it's a nice collaborative. Yes, effort. We're gonna and that's have what Danny too. Yeah, um, we're gonna uh, have yeah, this guy here. On. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's <laughs> it's all that it's bringing the churches that we're all in our silos we're, right. we're bringing it we're, we're, we're all coming together as one and that's what we should be aiming to do Amen Alright guys thanks for listening as always we appreciate you we support you if you don't mind following us we didn't really pitch ourselves but we Two do Two Catholic dudes we do that <laughs> enough Two Catholic <laughs> dudes find us you rock <laughs> Alright <laughs> see you next week Peace
2: Peace, Peace.